0: hey sam
1: oh hey max oh hey how, how are you today
0: good good actually this is we're gonna get right into it my foot is on fire right now i think mm. it, uh some ants bit me today at work and yep. i showered trying to get it to not hurt as much but it feels like my right ankle's on fire so uh
1: what? Mm, okay i have questions um <laughs> at one point during the day did you look down and see ants on you
0: well, multiple times throughout the day, I saw ants on me because when you're pulling weeds out of the ground, you're in their world. You're on their level.
1: Ants live <laughs> in so, farms? Yeah. I
0: thought ants well, live in ant farms. They, they <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, they were all over today. But at one point, I saw them on my hand. And they do, you can feel like your hand's on fire. Then you look down, and your hand is covered in them sometimes. What? And um, today, I think I up-earthed a, a small colony and. Um, they ran all over my foot. And I didn't notice at first. That's gross. Was, and yeah, my ankle is a little swollen and it's it's hot. Got hot ankles. I hate ankle. ants. I
1: all hate ants. Huh? Yeah, I do. All ants.
0: I guess I don't really have a reason to like them. So. Are they yeah, fire they, ants? These these didn't have like a fire ant hill, but they were. No, they weren't like they carry the stereotypical like bright red ones. These were little ground guys but their their bite hurt and they they were likely to bite you they weren't like the black ones to so just kind of like walk around the backyard you know just hanging out mm. these yeah, were not these like were, a
1: carpenter ant helping you build stuff
0: no no these guys were aggressive um and they did attack me but the next thing to think of is the fire ant hills we used to walk past um when we used to go to the riley's you remember that in lake orion
1: yeah how did we remember? never Ach- like stick a stick in one
0: of them or just get accidentally coated in them. Unless one of our brothers has a story they'll share with us. I remember seeing them at points like, crawling all over the trees. Yeah. And we'd like sprint, sprint through that portion of the trail. Because on each side of this trail, there were just mounds. The fire ant mounds that were like as tall as us. when we were like six or seven running through there. Yeah. And it was just terrifying. Yeah. Um,
1: so these the weren't worst.
0: those. So ants are the worst. But um, other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, other than your hot feet. Hot feet, pretty, but you know that, I'm a professional, so I'm not. It's not gonna let, not gonna affect my podcasting. I mean, so. yeah, I
1: can't. Well, I thought you meant you're a professional farmer, and that it won't affect your farming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that too, I won't let that happen either. Okay,
1: <laughs> I guess I guess we are professional podcasters, aren't we?
0: Hmm. You put oh you put yeah. Out.
1: Emily said she was gonna give me twenty dollars to sponsor uh, an episode, and but I had to do a, a, a sponsor read um, as if she were like a like a product oh yeah we'll save and, that, and,
0: that for later and, and max have you heard of that emily before <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right good well i'm sure there's gonna be a moment where my dog acts up and i'll need you to fill the time so that'll be good probably
1: your dog who is the uh the star of this show
0: sure sure um she's never made any noise except for her literally i think last week she just picked up her bone and dropped it to get on the show she probably. just kept looking she kept looking at me as she did it but she's better today she's she's zonked so yeah
1: good all right, so Max, what do we do on this podcast?
0: Oh, see, I'm I'm, I'm
1: making this
0: uh, a reoccurring theme.
1: A re- well, you we know what this is from. You know, you know who who says that. Flop
0: us. uh. Oh, yeah. What do we do we on this box.
1: podcast? <laughs> Max, what do we do watch on this a, podcast? We watch a
0: bad movie. and re- no, talk, talk about, about it. About... <laughs> we talk about our work. We talk about. And what do you do for work? I farm sometimes organically. You get
1: bit by ants.
0: And bit by, how many ants do you get bit up by at work on a good day?
1: Zero. Okay. Bad day on a bad day. Could be any number.
0: (laughs) Wow. All right. So I'm glad we have that in common. What do you do, Sam?
1: Oh, what I, I'm a consultant. Don't say, what
0: don't I do? You almost said, what don't (laughs) I do?
1: I am a consultant. I consult with companies.
0: Mm -hmm. And as we're slowly learning, people think that might be kind of vague, but we'll tackle that. (laughs) It (laughs) is
1: vague, but, I'm I'm a man of mystery, let's just put it that way.
0: Yeah. No, that's what everyone I can't, I can't always much...
1: talk in in details. So, you know, think of me as kind of a James Bond sort of character. Like, whatever you think about with James Bond is kind of, I mean, that's mostly kind of how I am. For sure, sure.
0: Yeah, that's and that's funny enough That's exactly how I think about you, so. Yeah. I'm going to
1: and you, we don't have video on right now, but if you did, you would be impressed by my shirtless body and my pantsless torso.
0: Well, <laughs> pantsless torso?
1: <laughs> I thought you were going to say
0: maybe just you were in like a suit James Bond. today. You were in a suit looking oh. professional <laughs> no. for recording. But, That's well, a, yeah, I'll
1: start dressing up. Instead of doing the opposite, which is what I'm currently doing, which is getting pretty close to naked because it's warm yeah. in here and I can't turn on a fan, I'm going to start really just dressing to the nines
0: yeah, I, mean, I think it really helped the show, but whatever, Probably. I'm gonna start talking about farming and big tones as well, like you do.' be <laughs> like, so we were um, I was at the client today, and we were um we were on the fields and we were picking these. Well, I can't tell you what, but we were picking something. Um, and you know, <laughs>
1: uh, laugh it up. Laugh it up, <laughs> funny guy.
0: I will. but um, I think, uh, unlike future or previous episodes, we have follow up. We have real follow up. Um, yeah, we were mostly fact checking. Yeah,
1: follow up slash fact checking. Uh, so you know, I I like to be accurate in my statements. So I will accept uh, for the time being fact check uh, pieces of of knowledge. So my good friend Wes, who who lives, who's from New York, a couple episodes back, I guess I described Port Jervis as upstate, and he took issue with that. Not far enough upstate for it to be actually upstate. So I, I regret my error, and I hope our friendship can continue.
0: What? Where did you do in Port Jervis? What were you doing? Was, there? We had a retreat there. Oh, a okay. That's ready right. Retreat. How far away was it from New York?
1: It was like an hour and a half drive north.
0: Do You know what it takes to qualify as upstate?
1: I thought I did, but apparently I don't. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea. I guess oh, I guess man. assumed basically north of the city and uh, far enough. That like where you couldn't really see it, but apparently it's more than that.
0: Huh? Maybe someone can give us a real definition. Yeah, but maybe, that sounds pretty upstate West, to me.
1: Maybe Wes can can call in and and tell me uh, what called what, what qualifies as upstate.
0: Is he is he from upstate? I
1: think, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Guess you're not the guy to ask. Yeah, um, my whole my whole conception of the state has just been turned on end. So who knows?
0: Well, at least you it's because you don't live there anymore. Mm-hmm. So, All right. well, and I barely ever th- left the city, so. Uh, okay, corporate. then our
1: father, he, he listened to the last episode where I described the alligator penguin that he taught me how to draw, uh, and he claims that he taught me how to draw opus from Bloom County. I don't know what an opus is, and I don't know what a Bloom County is, so I'm sticking with alligator penguin, but apparently it's maybe a cartoon or something.
0: That's funny. It I think it is. I my only recollections of it is dad drawing the cartoons. I've never actually seen words above them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've seen that penguin. I've seen that penguin before.
1: Yeah, I should, maybe in maybe in show notes, I can actually include my version of it. It does kind of look
0: like it. No, it definitely resembles it. Like I see where you got the idea, or you turned his bill into a really long, aggressive alligator face. Yeah, but that's just creative license. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so. I know it, there's a yep. generation of people out there who learned to draw the alligator penguin from you sam exactly. and have no idea that they're supposed to be drawing an opus.
1: Yeah, all those people who bought our book, my best-selling first grade book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called literally called like how to draw cartoons. Uh, I don't know. Cartoon. <laughs> um, <draw> cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we I don't know if we really earned the pluralization on on cartoon there. Well, but
0: I'm, sh- so, I'm sure the kids are still asking them every time they draw that on yep. their kids' lunchbox or their brown bag. What, what is that? What is the alligator penguin? Exactly.
1: <laughs> so, father, I guess thanks for that that update. Uh, I don't know if I really believe you, but it's fine. It's
0: the kind of thing he lives for, though, is correcting you. That's and, true. Or us, really. On a semi-public forum is even better, I think.
1: He does enjoy that. Our third piece of follow-up. This is my favorite one, Max. Why don't you lay <sighs> this one on us?
0: Yeah. Well, last episode we. Discover that we're not funny and we're not good at improv
1: Whoa! don't drag me along with this <laughs> for okay, Sam,
0: what would i ask you where do lambs go on vacation do you wanna remember what you said
1: <laughs> florida come I on which florida. i i've reflected on for a week and i've decided that is still funny. comedically the funniest answer
0: <laughs> okay well i made some bad joke about williamsport being like williamsport but um Later this week, after that episode went up, my friend Bill, who's been, as he told me, mentioned at least three times, which means he gets to be part of the podcast yeah, now. He's a super fan. Yeah, he said. Well, he said we Beetlejuiced him into existence, and so yeah. now he expects some of the money, and uh, <laughs> he keeps contributing. <laughs> yeah, he can, to have, he can
1: have. He can have a third of our
0: money. I'm fine with yeah, that. He owes us money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. He told me in a text that um, obviously, Lambs, go on vacation to the bah- Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is hard to say, actually, Bahamas. But, <laughs> I wasn't sure if the ba and the ha should be long.
1: No, well, but lambs don't say ha. They Dude, say bah. don't.
0: Oh, no, they don't say bah. I wish you were around here to hear them. One of them today almost said Max. Can
1: you, can you do a, a lamb impression for me?
0: I really can't because they make a different noise every time. It's, it, it could be a, it could be a bah. Or Max, it could be a, no <laughs> one's, Max, no one's, <laughs> no one's like
1: listening. You. I want you to just try. Okay. Don't be, don't be shy. Just give it a whirl
0: um okay ready yeah i'm ready <laughs> <laughs> is that a sounded kind of like a goat okay well goats sound like lambs okay. which is a little bit racist but whatever for we'll right, sure it. uh um,
1: okay well bill is obviously the funniest one out of all of us because that's a great answer
0: that's a really good answer and i asked him i was like how long did you actually think about that because like he yeah. listened to the podcast and maybe he yeah. sat for like an hour and was, probably like, did some research part. No, he said it took him by the time of the end of the bit. He had already thought of that. Um, So I guess he's cut out for the podcast world, and we're not.
1: So I guess so. All right, and then it looks like you added one more thing to follow up later on.
0: Um, Well, we mentioned last week our topic was about um, things in our job that kind of match our personality and things that kind of go against it or make it more difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously, I've had plenty of time to sit around and think about that. And I was talking with my coworker about it. And she brought up one for herself that is kind of true for me, too. Um, It's a little bit more specific to management positions on a farm, which I did have last year. But on a farm, there's a lot of, and I think you appreciate this too, making lists and creating order from oh, the kind I of chaos of the farm. I
1: love lists.
0: So we have, I mean, this is true for me as like a lowly farm crew member, but I have like a list going. There's constant to-do lists that you're also actively crossing things off. It's not taking yeah. a week to finish a task. It's the start of the day. We have a task list of eight items and we can get all of them done. Um, we think of new things to add to it. There's like a running list all the time. Um, I enjoy that part. That's kind of how my brain works too and personality wise. So that is something I do really love about managing and just farming in general is that you get to, um, kind of create the list and then cross things off and see the progress visually. Yeah. Um, and came up to a lot with managing a crew. I liked kind of designing the day for the crew and figuring out what they were going to do, um, and stuff like that. So that was nice. Um, I, was my first time managing a group of people like that, but you make a to-do list no matter how many people are on your farm because there's a lot of mini tasks that need to get done. But that was another one I thought I'd add. Cool. Thank and you. I guess one more thing about that is like farming, all your winter planning you do to make your season run well is creating essentially just giant Excel sheets of start this plant, this date, you know, this many seeds, this many trays, and then, you know, plant it in the field this date. And those are all Greenhouse schedules, field schedules are those are things that we follow very closely, um, and I really love establishing that at the start of the season to kind of like visualize how that's going to work out. Um, you're not running around willy nilly trying to think like, when should my winter squash go in? When should this be happening? You took the free time of cold weather; you couldn't be in the fields, so you planned it out. Um, how how, that works.
1: how much do you stick to those plans, or do they ever change as like the weather or the you know the season unfolds?
0: Yeah, they're – later in the season they can be – you can follow them pretty closely because obviously frost and stuff like that are not a huge deal like in the middle of July and things like that. But the start of the season, it's very, you know, subjective. You're thinking, you know, I want to get my onions in by April 10th, but the week of April 10th is a hailstorm and you, – or you couldn't even get into your fields to prep. Um, but you set basically, you know, an idealistic uh, goal for when you would like them to go in mm-hmm. and then adjust constantly based on the, the weather. Um, another thing about no-till it's a lot easier to do get those things planted earlier the year because you're not having to get a tractor a heavy tractor into your fields um when things are really wet and things like that but those schedules are helpful to just kind of check on a monday like what should happen this week um and then just roll with it you know and whether or not they get done you can push it to the next week but um i would say they're obviously a living document that is constantly being adjusted okay but um but, but that's true for a lot of jobs, I'm sure, but you know it's that it is that guideline you can fall back on um, yeah. or just or to see gaps in things like oh my gosh, we didn't even plan for planting head lettuce or broccoli like yeah you know there's you can see visually what you're what you're missing because yeah. there's so many moving parts.
1: I ask because I actually spend a lot of time not on this project necessarily, but I have in projects past have spent a lot of time talking about plans because one of the things that we try to break organizations from the habit of is over relying on planning uh, mm-hmm. because at least one of the things that we've seen a lot with with organizations is this um, over reliance on predicting the future and and not doing things until they have the plan figured out. So very commonly we'll have, leaders asking us like, well, what's the plan? Like how are we doing this? What, where should we be in three months? Where should we be in six months? Where should we be in nine months? And obviously to a certain extent, like it is useful to be thinking about the future in that way and to have some rough, uh, guardrails in place or some, some milestones in mind that we're trying to hit. But when you start to, um, spend so much time adhering to the plan, instead of asking whether the plan still reflects reality, that's Mm -hmm. the, like that's the problem uh, that is a problem so
0: yeah and it comes up i mean i think I mean, it probably not, it can't compare it to a corporate world but it comes up in farming way more often in the sense that like it things change by the day in terms of weather so i think that's why it helps that it forces it to the forefront for us that like mm-hmm. we can't rely strictly on the document because you could be like it's time for this to go in the field and standing outside and it's snowing like <laughs> right you just know like you that know it's it pretty clear the- <laughs> yes exactly um but so yeah, I'm sure I'll keep bringing those up every week. But there's right. was another one that's that's cool. good for the personality.
1: Good deal. Uh, all right, ad break. All right, and we're back.
0: Woo. Uh, thank it's... you to um...
1: Emily. Thank you to Emily for sponsoring the show.
0: <laughs> nice man. Do I get a cut of that?
1: Of my girlfriend?
0: No, of the twenty bucks she oh, okay. gave <laughs> you. Jeez. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you could have you could I haven't actually this was a promise. This was a promissory okay. twenty notes. I actually, no, like, I have not actually seen it you yet. You didn't
0: see the money yet. No. I think we oh. might have gotten scammed. <laughs> yeah, it's all
1: right. You know that's right. our first scam though, that's exciting. Yeah, hey, that is exciting. We're <laughs> we really made the big time. Uh all right. So uh what'd you do this week?
0: Well we're gonna do a, a, a big lamb update, Sam. Alright because
1: it hit me with that lamb update.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we all know it was leading to something, right? Yep. These lambs weren't pets. No, they were uh, not. They were not cute enough to be pets, they as you not. discovered. Um, so this week was the week, or the first of two weeks, I should say, and we whittled the crop down to five. The the coal um,
1: has happened.
0: Yeah, um, it was kind of like that because we had to kind of choose which five were going first.
1: Uh, tell me how you make that decision.
0: We had a, well, Grudge, because... you, like,
1: you 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 know grudges that you've had for weeks at this
0: point. We treated them like a uh, a bit like a reality tv show and we sat like judges at a table and they we all have numbers so like 19 16 yeah you did not make the cut get in the trailer um <laughs> but no we did actually have we've been tracking all their health um with like a notebook and we'd check on them every week um and there were one that had the abscess on its, oh, on its jaw poor abscess there was, boy there was one that had a cough which was a huge, <laughs> huge mistake <laughs>
1: He had a cough. I, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, like they're mammals. Of course they can get a cough. I've just never <laughs> thought of a of livestock just like having a cough.
0: I like the thought that maybe he was just clearing his throat at the wrong time. <laughs> one time, yeah. Keely caught him, like coughing. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and so the cough one went because we didn't know if he actually had anything. But, hey, we don't need him coughing on everybody. No. <laughs> get out of here. Hey, man, I wish,
1: I wish we had a version of that for the corporate world. You're going to be coughing <laughs> on people? Get out of here. We're sending you to the processing
0: plant. And, uh, so that was two of the reasons we packed up two of them. Um, a couple of the ones had been scoring pretty high on the FAMACHA test, which is the one that That's is that for cheese, yeah, that if, bread yeah. that bread and cheese test, the bread cheese test we do. And it's about how anemic they are. And so two of them were kind of high on it. So we thought, you know, what's us here
1: before your yeah, meat next, gets bad.
0: The next, yeah, the next five are getting processed in two weeks. So it's not that long of a period for something to go right. wrong, but hypothetically, if anyone's going to get bad, it's the ones that were kind of already, um, showing signs. So Max, this I'm five, not
1: going I'm it, not going to lie. Uh, have you sitting here and listening to you describe all the physical ailments of these uh, these lambs that are turning into meat is not really mm-hmm. turning me on to the idea of ordering some, uh, some lamb at, at your restaurant.
0: Yeah, well, I think you should just go visit any um, feedlot then, Sam, and just see how those cows look <laughs> because these are pretty mundane uh, illnesses. Um, I don't think a cough translates to super gross meat. Um, but you know what? I'll have the lamb at the restaurant and let you know if I felt like I was tasting, uh, a cough.
1: <laughs> the cough and a the weakness.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, um, no, that's, so the first five went this week to blood farm or blood okay. farm slaughterhouse. Um, and it's yeah, actually like a re-
1: joke, but it's hilarious. It's r- like, a real it's awesome.
0: thing. And, um, so we, we went fairly well actually all in all. Um, wait, were we you there when
1: they were processed?
0: No, no, no. Oh. Um, we don't have to deal with that. Luckily we just, Got them Wait, out of the trailer. On. Do you think you could? Yes, I think I could, actually. Really? But Yeah. I think I discovered, Sam, that maybe it's because my connection wasn't as strong. We do these lamb updates, you know, and yeah. obviously that was to build a strong feeling towards these lambs. Yeah. Um, but I didn't have to feed them or something very much, or I don't know what my interaction was. I felt very little about putting them on that trailer. I'm not – well,
1: here's the thing. I'm not talking about – I'm not even thinking about it, like, from the point of view of, like, these specific lambs, but just, like, any animals in general. Like no, I've never I, killed anything other than, bigger than, like, a fish.
0: Yeah, and I don't... And that was I, an accident, probably. I don't think... I mean, I think if I had to, if I was, like, homesteading or something, and I, and I wanted meat or something, you know, like, I could probably do it. I'm not going to go volunteer at the slaughterhouse to get some time in to just slaughter some lambs. Okay. Um, I guess maybe
1: that makes you kind of normal, I guess. Like, maybe yeah. it would be co- I would be questioning it more if you're like, yeah, get me in there. Like, I want to get my hands dirty
0: <laughs> you know what? And this makes a good future guest i that they all weren't so like intimidating at this place we need a future um someone who's worked at a slaughterhouse to come on this podcast and really just open up to the world of how do you do it well here's that's, the thing it's...
1: i i've seen like documentaries about butchers and i think it's <laughs> fascinating and it's mm-hmm. obviously an incredible skill that you have to practice for years to really be good at i just i just don't think i have the the constitution
0: for that no, I don't think I do either. But um, but you can get some I, lambs on a truck. Uh, yeah, I had the constitution <laughs> to put these lambs on a trailer and not feel bad about it. Yeah, how did that go? Um, did you
1: trick them with some oats.
0: Yeah, we did. We did uh, your your big plan. Um, nice. Worked pretty well. We got the, him uh, to... Call
1: that the Sam method.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have it written on the board. Great, because um, you're the first one to think of it, which yeah. is crazy. I know. Um, <laughs>
1: well, like I said, consultant, good ideas. You know.
0: But we took a we have a, a an area called a corral which is just like a mini pasture basically and we got them into there so they couldn't run as far like you don't have to chase them around that giant pasture and then we just put some food on the trailer they all what we did is basically all ten got on they're like yeah I'm like we don't need all, we don't need all of you and so we started slowly grabbing them and like kind of pushing them out and then feeding the remainder outside in the corral um, so they didn't try to get back on the trailer. And then, so two of the ones that ended up going to the slaughterhouse in this first round were just in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs>
1: <But> <laughs> which they, got, is, man, they were happy
0: about those oats. They were, which is a damn shame. But um, other than that, the, yeah, the place is five minutes away. They went and dropped them off. The meat's already done, like been processed and everything. It's processed the same day. Um, so we took two, two to row yeah. We've we moved all five already, basically, to our restaurants. Um, so is
1: that meat available on the menu now? Do they age it for a while or what?
0: It just depends on what the chef wants to do with it. Um, What's he want to they do? They got. It? I'm, I'm not sure what each one's gonna do. I know here at this one, they are gonna cure some bacon, like lamb bacon, for the farm <gasps> dinner lamb next week. Lamb
1: bacon, that I sounds know. incredible.
0: Um, so it depends what they're doing. That they got, they basically got the full lamb, and it wasn't processed at all. They got, they got short legs. These are all like specifications you can ask for. But oh. they all got were short legged, or anything links down to the first knee, basically, and down to their knee, oh. not down to the hoof, and then no head. Um, what are they do with the head? I think the well, I don't know, it stayed at the slaughterhouse. You could go, go ask for go make make, make, make <laughs> some sort of decoration. I'm sure Haley would like that. Yeah, that'd be good. Mounted on your wall. A little taxidermy. Yeah. Uh, but um the one thing I was gonna say is so how how big your how much poundage do you think we got like from a lamb that was after it's been losing its its hooves, its head, its its wool, but the meat there, how much do you think that weighed? Uh thirty pounds. Oh shoot, you're very close. It was in the range of like thirty-five to forty-five. That wow. seems so small to me. Really? Um, because they, they visually look big because of the yeah. fur, but I think also just money-wise, we talked about this. I see why margins are thin on lamb because it's eight dollars a pound for let's say you know a forty-pound lamb or something. We fed them a lot of oats and stuff, which isn't cheap. Um, we gave them medicine and stuff, so I, I see why after the butchering fee and everything that it's like essentially breaking even on a lamb, yeah, especially only, at this quantity. That's only three hundred
1: twenty dollars so for
0: yeah. Which is sad. And, I know. just had
1: to do that on a calculator. I should have been able to do that in my brain.
0: But oh, Sam, don't tell people that. I've okay. just been doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you opened up the curtain a little too far. I um, did. Everyone was going to talk about how impressed they were with your math skills. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I was a little shocked by the weight. But yeah, so we'll see. I'll let you know what pops up on the menu here at a couple of couple of the restaurants, and then the last five will go in two more weeks. Um, so, and the, you'd be happy to know that. Um, well not, I don't know if you're actually happy to know this. We did keep four of the hides. You uh, did? The, the what are you going to so do with them? Um, Kaylee's trying to decide, well here's, you know, this is the kind of the worst part is we were adamant that we really wanted to keep them. They have a shed full of them at this place because oh, people really? never come back for them and stuff. And it's just part of the process. But we said, you know, like our five they we're in, like, we'd really like to get the five pelts. Like we, well, I don't, we'll pay whatever, it's a pretty small fee. Um, and they misplaced our five somehow. What? So he was like, well, you know, yesterday was – the day we brought them in was they bring in – it's like goat and sheep day basically. They, they change they, – each day has like what they were going to slaughter on that day to keep things kind of like streamlined. Uh-huh. Um, so somebody else brought in um, lambs that didn't want the, their their pelts from it, and so we took four of those. Why did they the guy even
1: they, tell you? He could have just handed you those and you would have no,
0: no idea. No, 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 we knew because he handed us – four or he pointed out four that we could take but they were we took in one black sheep there were three of them were black sheep and so like statistically it didn't make sense wait also Um, weren't
1: yours covered in burrs
0: well this is the thing this is good for us because (laughs) having burrs it's more expensive for the processing place you'll send it to to get them out um and the ones we got were burr free so we kind of traded on that upgrade yeah but i'm not sure what kaylee wants to do with let them cure they're actually they're sitting up at the farm right now they're disgusting will you make me a shirt Oh, it's going to be hot, Sammy. <laughs>
1: It'll be a winter shirt.
0: You want to. Okay, okay. Do you want to make run, me some maybe? shorts,
1: some lambskin
0: shorts? <laughs> sure, sure. So, there's not many places that do the processing, cleaning, and like tanning and anything anymore. So, we're sending them. Actually, it's was one up in Vermont. Sounds like but,
1: a project you should take on.
0: Yeah. Tanning and cleaning hides. Yeah.
1: Learn I don't some know if skills, man. That. Learn some skills.
0: Maybe. Maybe I'll go apprentice there in the winter. <laughs> but this place. Uh, in vermont we will do it so i'll let you know once we get them back from there um in the future and see or from the next batch i could i guess i could claim one and try and do something with some some wool
1: yeah you're like mr sewing guy make something
0: i guess yeah like a tunic or something
1: make make like a poncho (laughs) Uh, maybe the easiest thing to do probably just to cut a slit in it
0: Yep, so I'll keep you updated. But we did decide that we wanted to keep it, you know, the full loop. See and, and try and use every every wait, part. Was it my? Could,
1: so. wait, did I influence you on that?
0: No, I think Kaylee was pretty set on wanting to do it anyways. But I'll pretend that yes, you were. <laughs> another right. another score for Sam. <laughs> yeah,
1: wait, I, I hope no, you're making an invoice. I'm having a big impact on this farm. You sure are.
0: Um, we don't have to talk about the next one. That's just I want to know about it. Crop failures.
1: Okay. What's failing? How are you doing? Bad.
0: Well, I was going to talk about you know last year when I wrote the blog, I was very transparent and earnest oh, about yeah, like, you what was anymore? happening at the Farm. Um, I will, I'll pick it back up. It's I it, I wasn't in a management position this year, and last year I felt like I knew a bit more of the ins and outs uh, of right. what was going on. But really, this year, it was such you, you a small. Didn't, you plot, didn't
1: write, write you know. a blog where you had to like, like uh, you know, say bad things about your bosses.
0: Exactly. Um, so last year I was very like open about, you know, like, oh, this all went poorly or we did this wrong. We did this wrong just to kind of show how many mistakes are made when you're farming. Um, but this farm, because of the scale and the knowledge of the people working it, um, we haven't had a ton of crop failures and it's expected every year. I mean, something happens, some pest, some disease, something you can't control. Um, you're expected to lose something. So in the past couple of weeks we've, we've lost like two crops, which, you know, on a tiny farm is a little bit big, especially when one of them. It wasn't a full loss, but it's uh, our acorn squash, which is a winter squash that we planted in June, and it's a very long-term crop. And so we dedicated two beds to it of our entire farm, which is, you know, mm-hmm. not giant, but it's some space um, that's been taking up, you know. And um, we lost probably 70% of it to a uh, vine borer, which is a disgusting pest. All right, well, um, I got to it. They're like a little grubby maggot-looking things, and they cut a hole in the stem of a winter squash plant go in there and kind of cause the plant to start decaying and then basically you have these nice acorn squash and the plants are just like withering away um, so yeah they're pretty gross right? They
1: turn into, looks like they, they turn into like a flying bug.
0: Oh good, yeah that's probably that's probably true. The larva stage is in, when they bore, when they kind of go inside the
1: Yeah I see they're, like the they're inside the hollow part of the stem
0: Yep. Bastards they're, Yeah they're like a Keebler elf look get their home <laughs> gross these are
1: really gross and the bugs they turn into not pretty they look kind of here i'm gonna get i'll send you a link
0: good good uh
1: they uh they look kind of scary they look kind of furry
0: oh that's not good
1: how do i send this to you here we go
0: but um so anyways we lost that crop to vine borer which was a shame um and then oh yeah i don't like that one bit that's gross. They're kind of pretty. The orange is cool, though. So
1: how, how are you <laughs> supposed to protect them from the vine borer? What are you supposed to do? Suck them I mean, out with a straw?
0: Not that extreme, but basically there are people on scales like this, when you start seeing any signs of it, you should, I mean, we weren't in there checking them every day because we had other things to do, but if you started seeing signs of it, we should have gone in there and looked for vine borer. Um, you can cut them out. Actually, people will use an X-Acto knife to go in a little cut and just extract them. Wow. Um, that's sounds super intensive. as hell. Yes, it does. Um, I'm not a big fan of picking bugs off by hand anyways, but we've done that before. But um, yeah, that, that one's not really how we wanted to handle it. There are, I'm sure, beneficial insects that we could try and bring in next year. Um, weirdly enough, there's a crop right next to it a butternut squash, which is a winter squash, not unaffected. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't go for them. So the other thing you could do is as soon as you find the first plant that's infected, get it out is of there. Just, just get it out of the field. Could oh, yeah. Pull it out of the field. You can even, I mean, literally throw it in a dumpster. You can, you got to move it and get rid of it. Yeah. Some farms right. will will burn it. Yeah, some farms will burn their, have a burn pile for really diseased and things like that. They don't want to spread. Um, so we lost things to vine borer. and then we lost a, a planting of scallions to something called thrips. What? Which are these little jumping bugs? Thrips. Um, yeah, I look up thrip. They're really hard to see, um, but they leave these little little dashes basically along the green part of a scallion and it just stunts the growth. Um, it basically breaks up the cell walls and they're harder for them to photosynthesize and grow any bigger. Um, so we could have with them, we could have kept them and tried to sell them. It would have just taken a lot more time to clean them up and make them presentable for the chefs. Mm. And it's just at that point not worth the money. So Mm. it was a bummer to pull out an entire bed of scallions, but that's just to show that even on a small scale where they've been doing things for a while, you still lose stuff no matter what. So but other than that, all in all, pretty good year. Cool. So Well, it's not over yet. and Who knows what other bugs you could find. That's true. I mean, what is pretty... the
1: grossest bug that you encounter on a regular basis as a farmer?
0: Hmm. It's – I think the grossest one is a hornworm. Hornworm? Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. No, they're not. They're cool. Oh, sorry. Colorado potato beetle is gross all around. They're. Eat... We talked about them, I think, earlier in the year. We knock them off with our hand. When they're adults, they look kind of fine and normal, like a beetle. But yeah. when they start getting out of control, they put their they have their larvae all over the plant. Yeah. And they're little brown turds. These little squishy turds, and they just like coat the plants. Oh. Uh, uh, and you squish them with your thumb, usually to kill them.
1: Uh
0: So I'm those seeing pictures really of one,
1: and they look kind of like they look like a character like a, they look like they're Zerg from Starcraft.
0: They do. Yep, they sure do. Um, and then another one that can be gross because of when you have to kill them is hornworms. Are they? They look like caterpie from Pokemon, kind of. They're <laughs> yes. huge. They oh, they're cute long, as hell. They get as long as your like middle finger, what? and thick as your middle How finger. How do you kill them? You cut them in half. You step on them.
1: Uh, these are them. huge.
0: Yeah, they're. I mean, they're massive. Or or this is really cool. Um, science is fun. We can talk about this real quick. Another way that they can be maintained or kept down is through a parasitic wasp or a beneficial insect. Some people will bring them in, you can buy beneficials online. Um, but for some reason this farm has a really high population of parasitic wasps. And they, you should look up parasitic wasp. I'm hornworm. looking up I'm looking up images right now. They lay these white eggs all yeah. over the hornworm and they feed off the hornworm, hatch and go out and continue doing that. And this year we have found oh I find God. usually picking tomatoes 5 to 8 hornworms that are parasitized. I have found wow. very few live hornworms this year, which is really cool, basically, that a, it's cool to see a beneficial working um, yeah. actively working, and it's kept them down. They are the, probably one of the most destructive pests the huh. hornworm is.
1: They, I they, can imagine eat.
0: they eat a lot. they're they're chalky boys. <laughs> yeah, they they eat you can hear them eat if you're quiet enough. What? They're crunching, and they also are constantly pooping, and they poop little they poop little hand grenades. That's how you identify them. The poop looks like hand grenades, like the the pattern. So hornworms are gross, super destructive. Cutting them and stuff is nasty, but if you have a good beneficial insect, take care of it. It's not as bad.
1: They do look like hand grenades. That is crazy.
0: <laughs> you're learning a lot.
1: <laughs> I really am. I'm really grossed out. I kinda yeah. I don't like bugs. No, no, it's pretty nasty. Why do bugs have to be part of farming?
0: Sorry, man, because they're part farming. Farming would be a
1: lot better without bugs.
0: Whoa, you're telling me the farmer, I know that. <laughs> so much better. You, guys Except figure figure out, you know,
1: figure out a way to not pollinating. have
0: bugs. Yeah, we need pollination, though. Well,
1: bees. Bees aren't bugs. Bees are bees.
0: okay. <laughs> Thanks for making that distinction. Yeah. What about you? How was your week? That was a lot about me.
1: Uh, My week? My week was good, my dude. Good week. You know, good doing week. a little this, a little
0: that. Ah, classic Sam answer. <laughs> what's, the Google, what's the Google calendar say?
1: Well, I went to a restaurant with some friends on Monday. It wasn't really That's part not of work. work but. <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, I did a lunch and learn, did a, a session on leadership in the future of work, gave like a half hour talk and then led a discussion on that, uh, which was good. Well attended. We had good food for the lunch part of the lunch and learn talk. What did I talk about? I don't uh, I should pull. Hmm. Let me find. Let me find my deck here.
0: Do okay.
1: You want to hear like the high level of what I talked about? Sure. So basically, oh, this is an old version of it. So there's this interesting – can be an interesting paradox in terms of the work that we do and leadership because a lot of the work we do is about making organizations more self-managed and make giving people more autonomy and giving them more authority, which you could kind of logically carry that out and say, well, then what, why do we even talk about leadership or why do we have leaders? Like You could say that we're trying to get rid of – Leaders in organizations. And I would say, nay, that is wrong. That is not what we are trying to do. What we are trying to do is help. If you think about the traditional role of a leader, it's really a bundle of a lot of different roles that we kind of give to one person. So if you think about the things that we expect leaders or managers to, to do, it's things like give feedback. Enforce rules, um, get results, whatever that means. Describe the vision, motivate people, run meetings. Like it's a whole bunch of different things. And a lot of those roles are the ones that we're talking about pushing out into the organization. If you have self-managing teams, you don't need a manager or a leader there to enforce the rules. Like the team is using social pressure to enforce its own rules. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's like a bunch of different examples of of that. Uh, So if these kind of traditional things that managers or leaders are often doing are no longer really their role, well, what should they be doing instead? So I talked about like three broad, different roles, the idea of enhancing information flow, creating contextual clarity and protecting the health of their teams. Cause I, I started this whole talk off by reemphasizing the fact that organizations, you have to think of them as complex systems like the weather or traffic. Um, and not like complicated systems like an engine or a watch. because mm-hmm. if you treat an organization like an engine or a watch, then that's where you get situations where essentially leaders feel like their job is to know how to fix the system. you know know what thing is broken and then do the thing that will fix the the system. And that's just not how complex systems work You can't fix the weather you can't fix traffic i mean actually the Mm -hmm. example we often use is gardening like there's a garden is a complex system you know something that you do in one part of the garden may affect another part of the garden in a different way you you know you introduce some parasitic wasps to eat some uh, hornworms on one over here and next thing you know you're the parasitic wasps are also eating your tomatoes you know Mm -hmm. because that's what they do yeah Uh, you got it some version of of that and Mm -hmm. you would never you would never come in from a day of work on the farm and be like hey i fixed the farm we solved it (laughs) we're done we did it we fixed it and so if you're if you can if you really understand that for organizations then these are the types of things that leaders need to be doing you need to be making it so that the people in your organization and the teams in your organization are able to Um, communicate easier that the things that are potentially breaking uh, making it difficult to communicate are going away getting rid of that organizational debt and those friction points because large part of the benefit of being a network or being a complex system is that you only get it if you have um, very high levels of information flow kind of going throughout the the network so doing things like removing barriers and then creating contextual clarity we talk about it in the sense of um in a hierarchy if you're higher up in the hierarchy you have uh you have greater perspective on things that are going on in the organization so instead of um kind of keeping that locked up at those higher levels a a leader who really gets it is going to try to use their hierarch hierarchical position to give their teams and their people greater context into what is going on um, because they actually have that that access. So things like sharing insights from higher level meetings to the extent that they can, um, maybe stepping into a little bit of discomfort with how much information and data you're sharing with your teams, um, having a, a method or a, a, an approach or a way for teams to regularly ask you questions and like honestly answering them, things like that fall into that bucket. And then the last one is just thinking about if your teams are these self managing cells in the organism of the company, then as a leader, you could think about yourself as kind of like an immune, uh, like a white blood cell. Um, So finding toxins that might hurt your team and doing what you can to get rid of them. Whether that's blocking things from above that might distract your team or or do something to get in their way or removing, um, kind of like brilliant assholes, which are just cultural dynamite, um, and, and things like that. Or if it's getting resources for, for your teams, doing what you can to make the environment in which your teams operate, uh, better. Um, mm. So those were the three kind of main things. We just talked through a bunch of examples and just had a, a discussion with the people there, and we ate some chicken tikka masala.
0: Lovely. Yes, that's a favorite of yours, isn't it? It
1: is. And the metaphor. And then the last thing we ended with was like basically shifting the metaphor for leadership away from like a a um, commander or a chess master where Mm -hmm. it's a matter of like being smarter than everyone or making the right moves. And instead thinking about yourself as a gardener, Um, you know, kind of like you thinking of yourself as a max and going out there and, and taking a look at what your garden needs and understanding that different parts of your garden need different things and that you're never going to fix it, but you can provide uh, an environment. You can enhance the environment in which, the these uh people are are working in
0: awesome i like that uh you can start using me as an example if you'd like by the
1: yeah way. i will I'll, i'm gonna start using pictures of you i'm looking at my the deck that i presented i realized i should have had like just a picture of you which would have been really confusing for people because i mm-hmm. don't know that i have any pictures of you doing anything farmery <laughs> just a picture uh, of me yeah you could this guy this this hipster right here i i swear he's a farmer
0: a nice portrait yep
1: um and then i ate five guys for lunch And I had a pretty long working session with the client on a thing that we're working on together, which was uh, just a fun couple hour brainstorm and BS session. BS in a positive way. And and then today, I was really proud of myself, actually, because I was so unmotivated to write the newsletter. And sometimes it's really easy to write. And sometimes I psych myself out and I'm like, I do not want to do this. And I was really Mm -hmm. dreading it. And I was almost going to not do it this week. And then I was like, you know what? I bet you I can knock this out in less than an hour. And I just sat down and I did it. And I finished it in like 45 minutes.
0: This is for the ready? Yeah. Do you have any uh, tricks of the trade? Or is it literally just that where you have to tell yourself like, let's just do this. Let's try an hour. Let's see if you can do it in an hour. Is that like your kind of thing? I'll
1: I'll even lower the stakes further than that. Be like, I just need to work on it for five minutes. And see see if I can get myself started. Um I don't know why I was psyching myself out about it today, but I crushed it pretty quickly. So
0: Proud of you. That's
1: good. Thank you, man. I'm proud of me too.
0: Do you have any uh, big weekend plans?
1: Yeah, I'm driving to Long Island tomorrow to go to a wedding.
0: Oh. Very nice. Is that a long drive?
1: It's like five hours, five and a half hours.
0: Sweet. I'll be flying over you.
1: Oh yeah, where are you going?
0: North Carolina.
1: What? What are you doing there? Going-
0: we're visiting with a bunch of our friends in uh, Raleigh, Durham area.
1: Yeah. I love Raleigh, Durham. You're gonna like it a lot, I
0: think. Yeah, we're pretty excited. We just got like a an Airbnb condo, like kind of in the city for which, all of us to meet which, up which at. Which city, Raleigh or Durham? I have to look at it actually and see what town it's in, which one it's closer to. I think it might be it might even be a little bit outside. But okay. um, we have friends that they actually live in North Carolina, um, so they're gonna drive in, and she knows the area a bit better. So. It'll be nice it'll be a, kind of the biggest vacation i've had this summer
1: yeah that's uh, cool like
0: four-day weekend so um, yeah well, i'm sure the, the airport's gonna be a zoo tomorrow because it's labor day weekend but
1: well you're an whatever. expert now we've already talked i've already kind of given you your coaching on it and you're good to go mm-hmm. what are you not yeah, going to order on the on the airplane
0: definitely not coffee man you maybe Thank feel you. like I'm, I'm eating bacteria water drinking bacteria water. yeah
1: well you were so
0: well okay i i won't do that i'm gonna get a coffee and bring it on the plane Cause I'm an adult. A, I know. You
1: should get a get a a Bloody Mary mix.
0: I don't. I'm not or like a, a Bloody juice. Mary. That's so gross.
1: I know. I'm not either. Except on airplanes, something about being on an airplane makes them taste better.
0: <laughs> something about or ginger ale. is okay. a Good one too. Ginger ale is better. I'll probably get, I'll probably do coffee. No, I think there's literally flight. some
1: science about like the pressurized environment of an airplane does something to your taste buds that makes tomato juice like taste better. Okay. i'm not even joking to, that sounds like bullshit it. it sounds like bullshit but i i'm almost i'm like 70 percent sure it's not
0: you, is that thesis you're working on
1: no i just remember reading it i think i think i also oh. read that again something about the environment of an airplane makes it so that you're more likely to cry during like a sad movie hmm. which from my experience is true i feel like i was well, like I was, crying Sam, would in you... like jurassic park or something i don't even remember
0: do you, do you have any tears from movies that you can share with us that is actual? Or do you think it was Jurassic Park?
1: Oh, I mean, you I cried, cried movies playing? all the time. Most really? When I, when I, I mean, I'm not like bawling and
0: like no, no, wailing or
1: like rending my chest. Did you watch uh, Russian 5? Yeah. Oh, that was for cry? sure. Oh, for sure.
0: Yeah, I cried in the theater. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that was a rough one.
0: It was, it was a real rough one. Well, it was like excited, especially. Yeah. It was just excited. Yeah. It was like also the second time, not the when it first happened, but when you, he came back to the ice rink and yeah. they found him up. Yeah. You know, everyone was cheering for him. Both yeah. teams. I was like, that hit me hard. But, Plus,
1: um, yeah. I had the whole other thing. I remember all of that like, when it happened. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was like, what, 10, 11 years old? So it's
0: perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect age for that to, to weigh heavily or have a heavy influence on you.
1: Exactly. So, yeah. Definitely, but, definitely in that one. And probably, I don't know, like,
0: pokemon <laughs> Paddington, the one with ryan reynolds you watch Pokemon? No. yeah I, had, I did watch pokemon yeah 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 did you a couple was weeks ago
1: yeah i thought it was quite enjoyable and it made me laugh a lot
0: okay well maybe we should just i think we don't have enough time to talk about our big topic no, here we don't. i feel like these are these are this is a hefty topic for the, for the future yeah. which is good because i need to think on it more yeah. um well, let's just talk about this we'll talk about shows for a second are you All watching right. any other shows i know you're you're a uh Good place, Brooklyn Nine Nine person.
1: Yeah, well, we're caught up with both of those. So I know we're waiting, waiting, we're all waiting. for that. Uh, we are currently watching Shit's Creek and okay. Veep nice. are two like together shows. And then I, on my own, am watching The Expanse.
0: Okay, I've never seen that at all. Is there somewhere online to watch that? I love The, the Expanse.
1: Books. Uh, yeah. yeah, Amazon I, don't, Prime? I know I bought season one. It might be on Amazon Prime now. I think I don't know. Check. I think it might be Prime. It's very yeah. good.
0: I've heard it's good. I I need to visualize what's happening in that world. And so for someone to visualize and and put it to a show would probably actually help me a lot. I
1: think, and I can't, I don't know how much of the, is this me um, like buying into the decisions that they made, but I feel like the character decisions they made like match up with how I was thinking about the characters.
0: Mm -hmm. I remember I watched an episode or two with Louis. Thought some of the characters were not exactly how I had envisioned them, but I'm sure it would come around pretty quickly.
1: I think I pictured Uh, Amos a little bit bigger and meaner
0: yeah bigger more burly and like a big old mustache i
1: don't know think he has yeah. a mustache but no but um this is good for people who've never
0: seen the yeah. show nor read the books
1: yeah <laughs> i think i was picturing kind of like torborn from overwatch okay
0: yeah so a short uh german yeah, dwarf. Like a dwarf guy yeah <laughs> okay um a torborn so is isn't shows? he
1: isn't he swedish
0: is he Oh, uh, pretty sure maybe. he's swedish okay it's not wow. Swedish. yeah that makes sense with the name yeah yeah umlaut in there doesn't he
1: yeah Plus one of his skins, I think, is like like is the Swedish colors.
0: Oh well, that makes more sense. God, um, words.
1: Nobody, well, nobody oh, was, found that interesting. Max, that thirty seconds we no. just did,
0: zero people in the world found well, I'm that just, interesting. I'm thinking about the shows that we're watching. Because I, <laughs> yeah, I what are you to watching? Pick up what other people are watching? Well, we we do serious. Well, I watch funny shows by myself because Haley does not like animated adult cartoons.
1: Okay, like what? Um, what she you can't get
0: behind. She won't get behind Bob's Burgers or anything like that. Oh, Bob's Burgers but, is so
1: great. I didn't mention that because I'm on the date on it. So
0: but same I here. I, I go back and rewatch them. But actively, we just finished the second season of Mind Hunter.
1: Ooh, that's uh, on my list to watch someday. It's a good,
0: good little crime crime show. Mm-hmm. It's got the well, he wasn't in your Hamilton, but it's got the original King, the guy that played the King in Hamilton. Oh, neat. Um, or he was also ugly, <laughs> but he's the main character. Um, and then we've been watching. I guess a lot of we do a lot of crime TV. So. We we're watching The Wire as well. Oh, nice! Uh, but man, that just just goes on forever. It's a lot of seasons of that, yes, and it takes a is. certain mindset to really like power through the a Wire episode. Yeah. So yeah, um, but that's I kind often of it. feel
1: like I don't have the motivation to watch something particularly serious.
0: Yeah, I also
1: really like serious. rewatching things. And I don't know what me that says too. about me. I actually have a theory, at, and it relates to work. I was talking okay, to Brian like, about it the other day because we share
0: your, we both I do the same thing.
1: We realized um, that we both do the same thing and we think it's be we, well my my argument is that my job is very it, it's there's nothing really repeatable about it. Like every day is very different. Every day I'm kind of like reacting to what is happening. There's like an improv component to it. Mm -hmm. And it can be that can be very exhausting. I mean, it's very interesting and and very engaging, but it can also be exhausting. So when it comes time to entertain myself, I am drawn to things where it is predictable and I know that I like it and I don't have to. There's no part of my brain is like waiting for the surprise. And that's why I end up watching Pops Burgers, you know, even though I've seen every episode like eight times.
0: Yeah. And, And do you still laugh?
1: Oh, yeah. I always laugh. Yeah
0: okay i was laughing laughing
1: laughing and laugh, and laugh
0: i do i do the same thing as well um but i'm not sure if it's for the same reasons or not i don't know why i i like yeah, what to do you go do back to those shows i don't know because i mean like i'm exhausted it's at the end of the yeah, day but t- I t- yeah i get tired it's, and
1: i think it literally does take some energy to watch something that is like emotionally like stimulating. tiring and yeah, yeah. stimulating.
0: Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I mean, there Um, were
1: episodes of, like, Game of Thrones where, like, I felt exhausted by the end of it.
0: Yeah, that's like me watching people compete, like, in an Iron Man or something on TV.
1: (laughs) That usually just makes me sleepy.
0: Yeah, well, recently I've been watching a lot of the U.S. Open, actually. Um, It's tennis tennis season, so. I think I'm
1: actually going
0: to it. Are you really? You yeah. you almost won a couple years ago. You're actually going to go this I time. I
1: think we're actually going. I think Emily's mom got some tickets. I think we're going Saturday night, like general admission, to go see whoever's playing.
0: I'll be good. I'm sure whoever the Saturday night person is, or they always have a good a good match on those yeah. night. ones. Um, that should be probably like.
1: I've never seen live tennis. I think I maybe have gone to maybe one of our brothers, maybe your high school tennis, like yeah. once or twice. But that is.
0: It's it, pretty think. similar. That's pretty similar. I'm sure it's they pre- yeah, basically the same. They hit a little bit harder, but yeah. that's barely that. Barely. But uh, well, it's a shame that uh, the guy from the United States that was from Michigan uh, just lost because oh, really? he's the tallest tennis player to ever play. How tall is he? Six foot 11. That's a big boy. That is terrifying to watch someone play tennis that tall.
1: That um, I mean, the insane. angle that he must be able to get on the ball is like crazy. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he was a big boy. He played last night. We watched him play for a little bit. Um, but that's cool. you have to tell us about it. I'm excited to hear about that because I've never actually witnessed good tennis in person either. But that should be the round of 16. <laughs> you guys so burned.
1: Sh- that was a good self-burn.
0: Yeah, dude. The tennis <laughs> I played Avondale. Come on. Come on. It was no, it was nothing good about anything that happened out there. Um, I loved playing, but didn't make us yeah. good.
1: I love playing, too. It's actually a lot of fun.
0: Well, we'll have to call this good because...
1: Yeah, yeah we're done. We're done. We did it. Yep. Another, another one in the can. Future.
0: What? Another one in the can I gotta go pack Like like you I'm packing Sam That's
1: right. Dude That's a whole topic right there I am Sam's good pa- at packing
0: Believe me You're you had on an Instagram list. Basically dedicated to it
1: Put it on the list
0: <laughs> I'll I'll call I'll text you for some pointers tonight
1: Alright Yeah no sh- Shoot me a picture of your bag Before you pack it up
0: Okay I will <laughs> I'm going just backpack So that away Just like you Beautiful. You know what the worst part is? The mm-hmm. biggest part of my carry on Or my biggest part of my backpack Is gonna be What? Is the Stephen King book I'm bringing,
1: and it's <laughs> I huge. A Kindle, my man.
0: Huge mistake, but yeah. and I should get ah you know what? no, no, not a Kindle guy. All right, all right, all right. Just we're forget- done. We're, we're, we did it.
1: We're wandering. All right, talk to you next week.
0: <laughs> see you, man.